On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. going to take a deep dive into how to manage our emotions in healthy ways. And I'm going to offer you five action items to help you take back your emotions, especially if you're feeling down, stuck, or a bit lifeless these days. You'll definitely want to tune in next week as well for part two of this topic, where you will meet Ashish. Now, he was a gentleman from Nepal who happened to step into Clubhouse on this day I was recording. And I loved chatting with him, although I felt kind of nervous the whole while as our conversation gave me an opportunity to explain the Christian life and the reason for my joy in ways I had not expected or exactly prepared for. Ashish is Hindu. He even asked me how to pray. You know, it was a sweet and totally unscripted conversation, but you're going to have to wait till next week for that one. So for now, let's set the backdrop to fostering a controlled emotions mindset. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to Clubhouse. This is the Choose to Think podcast being live recorded. And today's topic is about the controlled emotions mindset. And let me just say out of the gate that this is a mindset that I want to make sure I'm quote wearing every single day. I used to be a person who was emotionally driven and I mean, you know, our emotions are fine, but the variation in the extremity at which I would go through a day, one minute I would be totally on the left side of the spectrum, and then the next minute, whoosh, you know, all the way over to the right side. And that kind of disparity or that kind of roller coaster ride emotionally kind of was wearing me out. And so when I discovered this from, and I'm inspired by Dr. Caroline Leaf's book, Think, Learn, and Succeed, where she goes through several of the different mindsets that we've had on the show as a topic for a mastermind discussion here on Clubhouse, this one really caught my attention. And I thought, okay, so controlling our emotions, yes, we can, and yes, we should, and yes, there are benefits to doing that. So I wanted to learn personally how to express my emotions even in a healthy way. And I know that the opposite of a controlled emotion would be a, an uncontrolled emotion. And that's kind of where I live. Those type of emotions that we repress, that we deny, that we bury deep within us, they become kind of toxic inside our brains if because they're not controlled and some would suggest like Dr. Caroline Leaf that that could cause brain damage and extreme conflict in your brain and in my brain so we want to flip to the other side of that and learn how to actually control our emotions and feel what we are actually feeling and I'll be the first to say that feeling or experiencing an emotion is not 
easy. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it seems like it will never end. We, we almost don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, even though we can encourage ourselves with our thoughts and our attitudes about those emotions by knowing and trusting, trusting God, knowing he'll help us through, and also eventually something comes to an end. It never goes on indefinitely. So we can also take heart that soon we'll get on the other side of this emotion. Now, emotions are extremely fast. It takes apparently 100 milliseconds for the non-conscious mind, our brains, to react emotionally. It takes 600 milliseconds for the conscious mind to register that emotion. But either way, this is so extremely fast. It's like, boom, there it is. And suddenly we recognize that we're experiencing or in the middle of this feeling. Now, some of the things that we can do when we're faced with difficult situations that are really kind of causing us to create and experience a new emotion, maybe one that we that's not pleasant, is we can simply name that emotion. And it's surprising to me that there are so many different emotions. You know, you can go look at the emoticons and get a gazillion of them, say on Facebook or when you're texting. You can also look at you know, on Facebook, when you do a post, you can say how you're feeling. And there are a gazillion different expressions that you can choose at, you know, when you're posting to describe actually how you're feeling or what emotions you're going through. So there are so many. And it's a good idea for us to have a good handle on exactly the the extreme variation of emotions that are out there, the variety that are there, and to begin to really get in tune to exactly how we're feeling. When we name our emotions, it gives us a sense of control. It also clarifies our thinking. It allows us to process the emotion and it gives time for other people to actually respond because we don't want to assume something about anyone. So simply naming our emotion, verbally saying that or journaling about how we're feeling is a powerful way to actually control our emotions and express them in a positive way instead of an uncontrolled fashion, such as I mentioned, repressing, denying, or burying those emotions. Emotions in and of themselves aren't toxic. They're simply a God-given what would we call an emotion, that feeling, that sensation, that physiological connection that's there between our mind, our body, our brain, all of this working together that engages our conscious and our unconscious mind or non-conscious mind together and, you know, creates essentially some scientists say that we create our emotions and that's the direction that I tend to go with all of this that we actually build those emotions but nevertheless it it comes as a result of our history past ways that we've dealt with our emotions and different experiences and externals that have happened to us that have caused us to react in a certain way and so in and of themselves these feelings and emotions are not bad it's that they can become bad or toxic if we ruminate over them if we harbor them if we bury them repress or deny them then they they have this 
they they tend to come out, don't they? You know, if you if you just say, "Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine," and you're really irritated on the inside over something, some issue, eventually that builds up inside and it kind of explodes. That's a part of the characteristic of an uncontrolled emotion. So even though we bury them or deny them, at some point or another, they're bound to be released and they're bound to come out. Now, we don't want them to be uncontrolled. So that's why we're talking about ways today to actually control our emotions and to have that controlled emotions mindset. In other words, that's how we become characterized as far as our personality and our bend. So going back to the importance of naming our emotions, someone once said that, and this was uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett, she is the one, a scientist who, who, who promotes the thinking that we actually build or create our emotions. So our mind is actually in control and then our brain if you separate the mind and the brain, our mind are our thoughts and so forth, but our brain is the literal gray matter up there in your head, your brain responds to your mind. So that's where our thoughts become so important. What we're thinking about, what we're rehearsing, what we're repeating, what we're you know, meditating on, those sorts of things become kind of like grooves or trenches in our brain because we just those memories that we keep replaying 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 they they become so entrenched and it's very easy for once we have some trigger thought or some external happens and and then before we know it it's like dominoes we're in that same groove and then it's this thought this thought this thought this thought just like boom 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 and so this particular scientist Barrett she says that you know we actually create or build our emotions and our mind is actually in control but that's really good news for us because if we're creating our emotions then we can choose wisely correct and it gives us great responsibility in our emotional health and I kind of like that because that means I can better manage my emotions it's simply an, in, in part an election. And that's one of the reasons the Bible tells us to, to take our thoughts captive. And the Bible tells us not to be conformed to the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we can prove what God's will is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. We take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, every thought. And there are upwards, some scientists say, anywhere from six to 60,000 thoughts that we engage every single day. So it's not that we it's all up to us but on the one hand we're 100 percent responsible for our emotional health but i'm also going to say that god is 100 percent responsible also we live by the spirit we walk by the spirit we have the spirit as our guide and as our comforter in this entire process we know that it's not by our own might or power but it's by god's spirit that we can do any good thing on this earth anything basically so so but the point I'm trying to make is that it's such good news that we can control our emotions and that our our mind can manage how we're feeling. And 
Dr. Leaf also gives a few activate what she calls activation tips in her book in this chapter regarding the controlled emotions mindset. And I just want to, there are, I think maybe eight or nine of them. And I just want to highlight four of them. And just to reiterate here, number one, you make your own emotions. You and I both do. So some of us don't want to admit that. And we want to say, well, of course I'm sad. Of course I'm angry. Uh, Who wouldn't be? Well, I don't know, maybe some people wouldn't be, and you don't have to be. So we do get to choose our emotions, and we make them, so let's make them in a way that is emotionally healthy. Let's reframe them in a way that is wise, and that broadens our perspective on the scenario. Another activation tip she gives is to remind you again, like I'm saying, that you're responsible to manage your own emotions. And that's not something that you cannot do. You are well equipped to manage your emotions. And so am I. There was a point in my life when I did not think I could manage my emotions. Matter of fact, it seemed like my manage my emotions were actually controlling me. They were I was led by my emotions. And for example, if I felt angry about something, maybe I pulled away in the relationship. Maybe I distanced myself. It affected my behavior because what my ministry suggests is that we have a thought. Our thought in turn produces the emotions or feelings, which in turn produce the action or behavior. Now, again, all of this happens very quickly and physiological, your physiology is involved. There's, you know, it's, it's an intricate, just really kind of miraculous system that's going on and it's all happening very, very, very fast. But the good news is that I can manage my own emotions. Activation, activation tip three is to reframe those toxic emotions. And I heard another lady once speak, I can't recall her name, but she was talking about, about allowing our emotions and our feelings to be signposts for us or like road signs. And often we can ask ourselves, well, why am I angry? Or I, let's say I notice I'm feeling angry. And then we ask ourselves, well, what value what value is being violated in this case? Or what, what do I value that I'm not actually receiving at this moment? For example, if you feel guilty because you're not able to be with your kids so much and you're working and, you know, or you could have multiple children and then you're looking at your oldest, you're like, oh, I don't get to be around my oldest so much. And you, you feel guilty. Well, you can, you can, you know, actually acknowledge your emotion but then from there you can say okay what does this mean I'm feeling sad about this but what does this what value is not being met or what does this indicate that I value in my life so if I feel guilty because I'm not spending time with my children it means I value time with my children and once I recognize the feeling or the emotion that I'm having then I recognize the values or what that feeling is actually signposting or signifying in my life, then I can say, oh, okay, this is what I need to kind of keep that emotion in check. Instead of 
harboring and just focusing. I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. And, oh, I just have to work so much and I can't be with you. And, and it's a different way of looking at the emotion, at looking at life. It's a way to reframe in a way that causes more positive reactions and behavior on our parts. Often when we're angry, when we're angry, for example, let's say you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off, you know, in traffic and you're just like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And they wouldn't let me in or, you know, they cut, they cut me off and, and I needed to make that light. And so then you can say, okay, I feel angry and frustrated and very irritated at someone else's behavior at this moment. But what does that signpost about me? And you may be able to answer that question by saying, oh, well, I need to arrive for this appointment at two o'clock and I value being on time. I, I'm a person who attends events on time, you know, for, I mean, within reason here, but, but in other words, you get the picture, right? Once we name our emotion, once we realize that we're making them and that we're responsible to manage them, and then we, we we know what they are, then we can ask ourselves, we can explore that emotion or feeling, especially if we want to evoke change, if we want change in our life, and we don't want to stay stuck in this toxicity, and stuck in this, you know, taking us in the wrong direction, then, I mean, certainly if we were driving, we could even have an accident. Let's say if we tried to get close to the guy and, you know, honk at him and get so close to his rear and then all of a sudden, boom, we hit him or something like that. So we don't want to, we don't want to allow our emotions to control our behavior to that extent because it is harmful. And so the, the important thing here is to recognize what we're feeling, know that we can manage our own emotions, and then we can reframe those toxic emotions. We can understand, for example, coming to work late, we can say, I value being on time at my appointments and my meetings. Therefore, I need to give myself a little bit more of a buffer. I can't come down to the wire. So if I normally leave at 145, I'm going to start leaving at 130 just so I can have an enjoyable ride. Now, I'm not sure that'll help you with your driving. If someone cuts you off, you still may be angry. I'm not sure. But that's just an example of something you could do to allow the emotion and recognizing what you value to then turn your behavior into something that's much more proactive and positive for you in the long run. And then finally, we um, her activation tip says that we need to express or to feel those emotions. And to me, that can be the hard part. Often in my own life, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling, let's say I didn't get all my work done that I wanted to get done that day, and I'm feeling kind of upset or bad about it, then what can happen is I want some kind of comfort or I want distraction and there are all kind of ways to get comfort and distraction in this world and some of them are not healthy and so we have to try to try to say okay I want to feel this emotion if you look at all the Psalms, David, King David, who wrote many of them, he was so emotionally expressive. The Psalms or songs, S-O-N-G-S, that he wrote reflect deep emotional anguish at times, anger at times, fear, often fear. 
and he prayed his emotions. He didn't just vent them. He didn't, he named them all right, but he, he didn't stop there. He named them. He, and as he was naming them, he would gain clarity of thought and he would keep those emotions from being pent up in his, in his brain, literally and in his mind where they could fester and really become toxic. So he indeed is such a good example here of this entire process. He named them. He described them. He journaled essentially about them by writing them down. He realized that he was responsible for managing his own emotions, but he also, he also felt them and ultimately he prayed through them. He recognized his own humanness, but he also knew that he needed God at that moment. So how many of you when you're feeling anger, upset, or distracted, and you're just kind of mm, out of sorts, do you stop and just pray through that emotion? You know, I have to say I don't all the time. Sometimes I go to the freezer, and if there happens to be ice cream there, look out. That's what I'm going to go for. Now, just to recap, we learned five important action items in managing our emotions in wise ways. Number one, understand that you actually make your emotions. Number two, you're responsible to manage them. Number three, practice reframing toxic emotional moments like extreme anger or sadness to what they may be signposting about your values. Number four, name your emotions, declare and write them down. And number five, feel what you're feeling. Don't stuff, deny, or bury uncomfortable emotions. Now, be sure to catch part two of this topic next week where you'll meet Ashish, my new friend. And for now, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for giving us all a myriad of emotions and feelings and for demonstrating a wide array of emotions yourself. You made us in your image and you know how we think and feel. Thank you for your spirit who comforts us and guides us. Help us to be more in tune with your spirit each moment of every day. Help us to choose to think. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.